Now that 2022 has officially come to an end, the results are in. <laughs> and we have an answer to the question. What were the most popular baby names in America in the past year? And according to babycenter.com, which apparently gets their information from the Social Security Administration, the most popular name for girls in 2022 was Olivia. And for boys, it was Leon. These were also the most popular names in 2021. 25 years ago in 1997, the most popular names were Emily for girls and Michael for boys. 50 years ago, it was Jennifer and Michael. And 100 years ago, in 1922, the most popular names were Mary and John. Now it's interesting to wonder about how names and popular names change over time and what that might tell us about our culture. It seems somehow we've come some distance from Mary and John to Olivia and Leah. <coughs> we might speculate that in a hundred years our culture has moved perhaps from valuing shorter names associated with common Christian saints and towards names with perhaps a little more flair, a few more syllables, at least in the case of Olivia, a little more individualism. Names can tell us who important celebrities have been. Names can tell us what ethnic heritages have been prominent. But names matter not just on the collective societal level. They matter so much to us as individuals. Maybe you have a family story about your name, about what it means, or why your parents chose it for you. In my family, there's a story about what my name would have been if I were a girl. In some ways, our names make us who we are. But in other ways, they're completely arbitrary. As Juliet says in the Shakespeare play, what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. These arbitrary clusters of syllables that mean so much. And in a way, that's something like the way we measure time. Today, of course, is New Year's Day. And there is nothing different from the point of view of the physical universe about this particular sunrise and sunset from any other. But because we have collectively chosen so, this particular sunrise and sunset marked the beginning of a new year, full of all the promise that 2023 may bring. But we could choose to mark the new year in late January, as with Chinese New Year, or in March, the way the ancient Romans used to. It really doesn't matter so much which day we choose as that we choose a day and that enough of us agree on that day to give us a way to count. So we could pick any day, but we pick this one and the ball drops in Times Square. And those of us who still write physical checks have a while where it's hard to remember what date to write on the check. 
less and less a problem as we sign fewer of those. And we call it a new year. Today on this 1st of January, the church's calendar celebrates the feast of the holy name of Jesus. It just so happens that the day on which our society commemorates the new year is also the eighth day after Christmas. And it's on the eighth day after birth, both then and now, that a male Jewish child is circumcised and officially receives his name. So today, Jesus becomes a member of the covenant people. Today, he receives the name that the angel gave him, a name that means God saves. A name in some ways pregnant with significance because of that meaning and because of who Jesus will be, but in other ways, a very ordinary name. A name born by thousands and thousands of young Jewish men in his place and time. A name that in Hebrew is the same name as Joshua, Yeshua, the great leader of Israel, the successor to Moses. And so yes, it is a name with a meaning, but also a very ordinary name, like Michael, or John, or today perhaps Liam. Today Jesus becomes a specific individual for us, which is to say that the word of God becomes a specific individual for us. Give something a name and you have a way to think about it and talk about it and know it. A species doesn't become a species until it has a name. And names have power. In many civilizations, to know a person's name or a god's name or a creature's name is to have some authority over it. Think of the Harry Potter books in which the villain Lord Voldemort is so feared and powerful that his name is never spoken aloud. Think also of how dehumanizing it is to have your name taken away. Think of concentration camps and totalitarian regimes that so famously take away people's names and refer to them by numbers, a way of dehumanizing. When we call one another by name, we honor our common humanity. When I worked in hospice chaplaincy, our patients, to be sure, had medical record numbers for the purpose of our databases. But we were careful even with each other on the phone, never to refer to them as patient number 492738. We called them by name. In the Hebrew scriptures, God speaks a name to Moses at Sinai. God appears to Moses in the burning bush and reveals God's own name, a name that means something like I am, or I am who I am. A name that is considered too sacred to be spoken aloud. And so all through the Hebrew scriptures, whenever the divine name appears in the text, the reader is supposed to substitute the word Adonai, which means Lord. 
And yet today, God, in human form, gets a name, an ordinary name. The word's name is Jesus, and he is one of us. Maybe you watched the old Monty Python comedy, The Life of Brian, about a very ordinary person named Brian who grows up in the same village as Jesus and in a case of mistaken identity ends up hailed as Messiah. And we laugh about the idea that our Christian profession might have ended up as Brian is Lord instead of Jesus is Lord. But it might as well have been Brian, really. It was an ordinary, everyday name. And with this name, the eternal, almighty, transcendent, unknowable God has chosen to show up, has chosen to move into the neighborhood, has chosen to introduce himself. It could have been Brian or Liam, but it wasn't. And so for Christians, this one single person is the image of what God is like. Do you want to know what God cares about? You can look to Jesus. Do you want to know what makes God angry? Look to Jesus. Do you want to know how God relates to people? How God wants people to act? How God cares about people who are poor, about women, about children, about people who are ostracized from society. Look at Jesus. Do you want to know how God responds to injustice? Look at Jesus. Do you want to know how God responds to death? Look at Jesus. In this human personality, we have the perfect image of God's personality. And the more we come to hear the stories of who this human being is, stories that will continue to unfold Sunday after Sunday, year after year, the more we come to realize that this is good news about God indeed.